Welcome to Starch Trap Soup with your hosts, Anne. Psychic commands are not legal orders. And Adam. I just was trying to think of something smart and there's nothing there. Who wore a face labia better? The Maserites or George Costanza? That second shot of Moderna kicked my ass. It's fucking brutal. It was brutal. I am Pfizer gang and have had no side effects whatsoever. Just nothing. Wow. Evidently, from what I've been hearing, women are having a harder time with the Moderna. Mm -hmm. It's one of those things where like, is it good that you're having such a strong reaction? Or does it matter at all? You know, like, because right. you do want your body to, like, fight it and act crazy, you know? So I'm hoping that's good. I, I don't even know. But I feel better, and I don't care, and it's fucking worth every minute. Yeah, definitely. Get this whole fucking scene back to normal. Like some semblance of normal. <laughs> We're all going to need a collective trip to Risa after this. Oh, my God, yes. As they are opening up in the captain's mess, which I think is a pretty good place to start to set your table. Like, Oh, both, sure. Well, <laughs> I didn't mean that as like a pun. So <laughs> but, <laughs> but to figuratively set a table. Yeah. The, the way that this opens up, they do that thing where you're coming in in the middle of the conversation. Yeah. Which I kind of dig. Yeah. I just really, really would have loved to have seen Jolene Blaylock deliver the line that is me too not there. Like it's supposed to be yes. funny that we don't hear it. Yes, but her going like none of you are getting laid <laughs> would <laughs> would <laughs> yeah. have been amazing. Well, and the thing about it is, she's saying that, and yes, it's against regulations for them to you know have sexual intercourse with their you know with, with the rest of the crew and whatever, but. I mean, can you really, you really think like none of the crew are having sex? Oh, they have to be hooking up like on the down low all over the place, right? Exactly. There's only 80 something of them. They've been there for six months. Most of them are like young and fit. It's like, yeah, they're Uh going to hook up. Yeah. And nobody's, nobody's chasing after milk toast. Come on. There's way too many hotties. There's so many hot people on the show. From the original, it, it's not a steady line of increasing hotness mm. to where you get to Discovery <laughs> and they're all supermodels. No, right. like they're all gorgeous. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But you know, what you get to Enterprise, pretty good-looking crew overall. Very few of them are, you know. I mean, I hate to pick on Armin Shimmerman, but oh, you know. poor Quark. Oh, I, mean, I love Armin Shimmerman, but he's not exactly a sex symbol. Okay? Right, right. He was the principal in Buffy. You yeah. know, like he's not. You know, <laughs> and and I kind of appreciate it more when not everybody is, you know, drop dead gorgeous models. I, I I like that better, to be honest. I want real looking people or aliens. Or aliens, that's fine too. There is something about everybody being ridiculously hot and super qualified on disco that makes it a little mm-hmm. harder to to just get lost in the show and the characters. Like they're all it, it, so ridiculously right. good looking, everyone. And all so capable at everything they do. So she's like, you, you guys need to drill because uh, efficiency is down 3%. What is the method by which right. she could measure efficiency to such a fine point 
that they could pick out 3%? That's a very good question. It's one of those like, is everybody on time? Is everybody, uh, how quickly are they doing their assigned tasks? You know, like in uh, Lower Decks where they had all those like, you know, that episode where everybody had their tasks assigned and then like they they couldn't do, uh, what was the, what was the euphemism they were using? Oh, I forgot. But they basically applied like the Amazon warehouse model to a starship crew and everyone was like going insane. Oh, buffer time. Buffer time. That's what it was. Something like that. I mean, there's got to be some measure she's going by. You know, it starts out funny and delves directly into Rick Berman being gross and sexist a little bit. Not a rare thing. She's found a planet for them to have some shore leave on. They talk about rising. We've been to Ryza on TNG and DS9, uh-huh. uh, so we've seen it, and it's it's not, I mean, yeah, basically it's a fuck planet, like everyone, yes. y- you just go, it's a whole planet of sex workers, I guess, <laughs> and masseuses who are, I guess, also, I don't know, I don't know how that works, I don't, The the it's a fuck economy, <laughs> yeah. it's a fuck-based economy. <laughs> DS9 spent some time there. I haven't watched that in a while. It's the one where War finally shows us who he truly is. An absolute piece of shit. Uh-huh. A, a right-wing yeah. terrorist uh, who uh-huh. <laughs> wants to make the Federation great again. Yeah. So he joins a terrorist cell and they ruin people's vacations. Uh-huh. Yep. He sucks. And for some reason, he's still on the show and- He sucks. Uh, Michael Dorn, yeah. not to date the episode too much- uh, yeah. Even beyond the COVID thing we were talking about, but he just made like a teaser mystery announcement that he's re-entering Starfleet or something. So, but it's not what we want it to be. We I don't want him to that. be in it's, it at all. I don't want Worf. Really, I like Michael Dorn. I have no problem with Michael Dorn. Yeah, I, I'm yeah. sick of Worf. Yeah, uh, he was on Star Trek too much. We saw too much of him. He's a terrible father. I admire Gaul. He's actually in a uh, video game. He's going to be doing a, a bunch of voices in a video game. So. Oh, is it like Star Trek Online or something? Um, something like that. I'm not sure. It was it was some kind of Star Trek like um, role playing type. Okay, of thing. I could I'm use a sure. good new Star Trek game. Seriously, yeah, it, totally. Uh, I, I tried with Star Trek Online. I, I'm sure I've mentioned that before. Maybe I cut it out or something. But mm-hmm. it's not. It's not the worst thing in the world but it's not great either so i would i would ah, love finally a great star trek game because i've still never played one the like tiny shot right before they they we do that we go to the theme um is connor Trenier and it's adorable like his like trying not to laugh while drinking a cup of coffee thing is adorable <laughs> i thought i really thought that you were going to have the complete opposite reaction to that well he's kind of a douchebag in the rest of the scene but right then, it's an adorable look that's how they, on his That's face. how they reel you in. It is. That's how they get you. <laughs> that's how they get you. <laughs> that's how they get you. Yep. And so then it's time for Faith of the Heart. There's a time for love and a time for living. Take a chance and face the wind. Open road. We're on the bridge, and uh, Trip pops up in a Hawaiian shirt. And I am so pissed about the shit heels of right-wing American culture appropriating this. Right? Because I fucking like Hawaiian shirts. <laughs> I had no strong feelings on Hawaiian shirts, but when they took those, I was like, uh, 
Yeah. You already took like the black and yellow polos that, you know, looks pretty good for right. a polo. I'm not a big polo shirt wearer, but, you know, they look fine. But like right, Nazis but, took them yeah. or whatever. Now the amosexuals are like into the whole Hawaiian shirt thing. I don't know why. Why Hawaiian shirts? No shit. I had a really nice vintage one in high school, you know, 1960s vintage. And it was fucking awesome. And I, the fact that I can't wear things like that anymore just really pisses me off. It's like, fuck off, dude. Come on. I think in a few years, everyone will forget about that weird boogaloo thing. I hope so. I think so, too, because it's not... At least the fashion trend part of it. Nobody's going to remember yeah. the, the... In the sea of shit that was 2020. Yeah. Yeah. Militia people taking over Hawaiian shirts is not going to be at the top of the list. I, I wouldn't be too worried about it. Yeah, exactly. Support the show by signing up at patreon.com slash Star Trek stuff or leave a tip at paypal.me slash Star Trek stuff. Let's keep the show ad free, except these. They don't count. Right. Oh, yeah. We have a um, show. So, we have a show about yeah. a show. So he's wearing this stupid Hawaiian shirt and 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 they're like, what? whatever with the fucking what shirt. What the fuck are you wearing? Yeah. To Paul's like, if you're going to wear that, you need to stay on the ship. And <laughs> and like Florida man is evidently desperate and needs everybody to fucking know it <laughs> yeah i love i love that he has a very florida shirt it's a yeah. it's a hawaiian yeah. shirt but it's definitely got yeah. uh florida beach energy and uh -huh. archer is like uh i'm not gonna go i got like homework to do and stuff and right. so paul's like no you so need to get laid it's not even funny <laughs> yeah, you need to have a fucking vacation asshole <laughs> and just then uh they get contacted by starfleet vulcans need to pick up an ambassador, and they don't have to take her all the way to back to Vulcan, just pick her up. Our writers for this are Brandon Braga, um, Chris Black, and Alan Cross. Um, mm -hmm. Alan Cross wrote and produced the Weird Science series. That was... Oh, weird. Yeah, which I forgot existed. Me too. But apparently that was his baby. From my heart and from my hand, why don't people understand my intention? He also wrote uh, one episode of Desperate Housewives. Um, I don't know. <laughs> okay. I, I've only only saw that in bits and pieces. They were like, hey, Nathan yeah. Fillion's on this one. It's like, okay. And then I, I didn't care beyond yeah. that. Right, right. And uh, Chris Black uh, wrote the Rogue Planet episode. In a world where night never ends. It would be foolish to go into the jungle alone. A creature that can take any form lies in wait. She was real. It can look like anything. That's how they trick you. In all new Enterprise. Jonathan. Someone there? Ah! Okay. And later on, he gets way, way more involved with this show. He even becomes an executive producer. Oh. My. Yeah, so this show, he really gets his hooks into Enterprise later on. Um, I don't know exactly when, but, you know, later on. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But and the admiral that contacts them is, is Admiral Don't Eat In Front Of Me, uh, alien guy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's the same actor. <laughs> same actor, but it's our Admiral Forrest, yeah. Um, and then, so we go to Hoshi packing up her stuff because she's going to give up her cabin for the ambassador and, uh, you know, she's happy to do it and everything. And T'Pol makes her take everything, even like the most boring looking piece of art I have ever seen <laughs> that was sitting on her desk. And T'Pol, uh, she said she uses the word Spartan, which is not a word a Vulcan would use, I don't think. Yeah. I mean, if you think about where the word Spartan comes from. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, austere 
Absolutely. That's right. Then again, we've got fucking Star Trek Nemesis where they had Romulus and Remus. <laughs> that makes no sense. Oh. We just happened to name our planet and its moon after <laughs> Earth mythology. God. It's completely insane. Completely it, and totally insane. Completely, completely insane. Yeah, so Hoshi is giving up her quarters. It is not stated at all where she's staying. No, no. Where is she going? I'm assuming she bunks with somebody else. Travis. Yeah. (laughs) Hoshi and Travis. I could ship Hoshi and Travis. Totally, totally. Friends with benefits, man. Fuck yeah. They would have gorgeous children. Oh, God. T'Pol gives Ahab the backstab riders that Prince had. (laughs) <laughs> Do not talk to Prince. Do not shake hands with Prince. Do not look Prince in the eye. You know, like seriously. Yeah, straight out of uh, the smokinggun.com. No shit. I knew a guy who worked at, uh, the, it was called the Centriplex back then. I think it's called the River Center now in Baton Rouge. Mm-hmm. And Barry mm-hmm. Manilow came to town. Barry Manilow was performing. Oh, God. And they had rules like that for wow. Barry fucking Manilow. Like, if he was going to come down like a hallway, everyone had to stop what they were doing, turn yeah. around, face the wall until Barry had passed. What? Looks like we made it. Okay, that's fucking ridiculous. Like I can I can get like please act like a normal fucking human being and don't try to look at you know what I mean? But Yeah, totally. That like tr- stop what you're doing, turn around and face the wall. Jesus. Ye may not gaze upon the Manilo. Yeah, no shit. (laughs) I've been alive forever. Anyway, so when Ahab leaves the room, T'Pol does this like sniff and is like gross humans kind of sniff. And she is so adorable. (laughs) Oh my God. She fucking saves this show all the time. And that, that particular little tiny moment just killed me. I wonder if that was improv or not. I I wonder because, because I, because it was so, so cute. Yeah. It's great. She's great. Uh, The more they're able to let her do little things, the better the Mm -hmm, show is. The more they mm -hmm. just have her do things, the better the show is. It's just overall better because she's there. (laughs) And if she wasn't, I don't think that the show would be worth shit. So on the bridge, uh, this alien calls in and uh, he he has, he's very Reed Richards, uh, the, the specific type of like, gray side swoop yeah that, that, the yeah. gray streak it's it's a very cool thing that happens to very few people but i always think reed richards from uh fantastic four when i see it i'm so jealous of that my mom has a streak like that and it's so cool i mean her hair is mostly gray now but like when she was younger and started turning gray she had like a, a big streak in the like top front of her hair and i was like oh, it's so cool but yeah and and i noticed that ahab is sitting in his chair in the most uncomfortable looking way he's like turned with like his left arm crooked against the back of the chair and like playing with the controls on his armrest i'm like shouldn't you just have like a display in front of your face (laughs) something like that you know like whatever and he's super rude to the dude i love the dude's outfit though because it Mm -hmm. looks like uh, a sci-fi outfit from an 80s movie yes I don't know what that what that material is or or what that but when LeMay. you see it, what yeah, lamay, lamay, okay, uh, sil- silver lamay, gold lamay, yeah, yeah. As soon as you see it, you're just like '80s bad guy in a in a in a shitty sci-fi movie. That's yep. that is the outfit. Like there's a yep. specific outfit that as soon as you see it, you 
know what movie you're watching. Like if you walked in halfway or something, <laughs> you're like, oh, Very. this is Space Lizards versus the, yeah, okay, sure, it's, it's that one. <laughs> they get there and they're like, okay, we're going to send a shuttle. And they're like, they're, no, the ambassador's already on their way. Seems rushed. Get the fuck out of town. They have, have this very, like, we need to give exposition that would never happen in real life conversation. Because the Maserat guy's like, I assume the Vulcans told you why this is happening. And Ahab's like, no, why? And uh, the other guy's like, it's abuse of her position and criminal misconduct. Let me handle this, Frank. It's not Bulbert. No, He's making that, a few good man. points. Yeah, Look, buddy, crap. I know a lot about the law and various other lawyerings um that is not how that conversation would work um but it but there is a very dun 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 kind of moment there he makes it sound like she snuck rock and roll records past the iron curtain or something it's it's very uh uh plato is corrupting the youth kind yeah. of yeah <laughs> you get that like or vibe. she like embezzled funds or something you know like criminal misconduct as a ambassador like what did she double park for three years or something i don't know i guess they just don't have diplomatic immunity right right like our very enlightened justice system has. <laughs> yeah so this is the third star trek appearance for finola flanagan i think that's how you pronounce it i'm not sure finola um i had it pulled up she was data's mother who turned out to be another android crazy and then as a former lover of curzon dax in ds9 she was also in The Others and Lost and about a million other things. She's one of those uh, character actresses that just come up, you know, over and over again because she's awesome. Fianola. 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 Yeah, Fianola. I think it's Fian. I don't know. It's one of those old Irish names. She's an Irish it, actress. Yeah, it's a Gaelic yeah, name. An, yeah, so I, I, I don't know. I'm probably saying it wrong. Mm. But she was in... Uh, one of the best feel-good movies you'll ever watch. Which one? Which is Waking Ned Divine. Oh, right. I adore that movie. That's one of those yeah. movies that's kind of a celebration of life movie and is pretty clean. You can watch it with your family. It's fine, you know, yeah. if your parents yeah. are around. My parents love that movie, too. That's one. Right. We, we found something we could agree on, that <laughs> Waking Ned Divine is a very good movie. <laughs> nice. Good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but yeah, she's done a million things. So has the Maserite captain. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. He's never done anything really huge, but he's been th the man is a very hardworking actor. Like yeah, he's got yeah. stuff that he's filming right now, and his credit list is gigantic. So he's been mm -hmm, in mm -hmm. everything. And he was in. He's going to be three different characters. Um, we've seen him already in Voyager. Um, and here, and then he's going to be a character again in uh, Enterprise in, I think it's the fourth season. So Who was he on Voyager? He was on the 37s. Oh. Um, that episode where... The one with Amelia Earhart and shit. Yeah. That episode was batshit, but it was also very... Um, <laughs> Uh, TOS. There was uh, very. I, I could see TOS doing that. I mean, they did oh, totally. Abraham Lincoln. Of the, <laughs> they would not do Amelia Earhart too. Come on. She comes aboard, um, and she immediately sticks out her hand for a shake, and I almost immediately fall in love with the character. <laughs> yeah, I'm doing human things. She has the vibe of cool priest. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Totally. Like the like the priest that was a little bit on the younger side and would like 
tell jokes that were actually kind of funny and stuff. Yes, yeah, exactly. We, exactly. We'd get those occasionally as priests would cycle through the Catholic churches that I went to uh, yep. when I was a kid. So yep. that's the vibe I got from her. I was like, oh, she's cool priest. Uh-huh, totally. Yeah. All right. <laughs> that uncomfortable but very happily willing to go with the times. I mean, hey, look, this is the 90s. But yeah, she's open and, and generous and grateful, and she wants to thank Hoshi and be as in- inconvenienced to as few people as possible. She was one of the first to help the Andorians and Vulcans come to a peace treaty, and so she's got a very long resume as old old Vulcans do. For a second, uh, T'Pol starts speaking Vulcan, and I could have sworn that the response was Jamaharong. <laughs> I had to go back and check. I was like, she did not just say Jamaharong in an episode where they <laughs> mentioned Risa. They would not be that lazy or no. like wink, wink, nudge, nudgy, would they? Please, God, no, yeah. I went back, I was like, no, no, no. For a second, though, it sounded like she was like, yeah, fucky time. <laughs> do you seek Jamaharong? She talks about how, like, um, she's, you know, so old and basically her and T'Pol are the oldest people on the ship. Um, And according to Memory Alpha's notes, it says that she must have been 89 at the time of the human Vulcan contact and T'Pol was 64 at the time. So that means they were, they are old. (laughs) You good? Sounded like your mic fell over. Because Cammie did knock my mic over. Cammie! Get out of here! Ah, go play somewhere else. <laughs> so they're the two oldest people there, and then uh, T'Pol's like, "But like, you're like not guilty or anything." And she's like, "Yeah, I am." T'Pol's like, "What?" <laughs> yeah, commercial. <laughs> yeah, you think you're funny and all, but what about the charges? You know. Uh, but I like how Ahab is like, "Shut up." Yeah. (laughs) Like, oh my God, diplomacy from Archer? He's learning slowly but surely, bit by bit. But so far, he's not being like, there's a new Vulcan on my ship and it's not (laughs) the pretty one I like. (laughs) Very true, very true. So far, he's being cool. So far, that's really good. With her like being cool, uh, I think that that helps a lot. Yeah. We did see before that one episode where he invites a Vulcan captain aboard and the captain's just like, I only drink water. I don't right. like talking to you. This is all <laughs> I awful. already ate. Fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, it's, uh, you know. Well, maybe, right. I mean, maybe he's learning not to, like, you know, say that all Vulcans are one way. Maybe. Maybe. Maybe he's learning not to be a racist asshole. Hopefully. So T'Pol walks Valar to her quarters and she's obviously disappointed in the ambassador and that's the worst you know you never want i'm not angry i'm just disappointed mm-hmm. never want that um ahab then catches up with her in the labyrinthine and totally gray hallways and we get a little walk and talk where he wants to know what the fuck is wrong with her and Paul's mad because she's already judged the ambassador as guilty and ahab is the voice of reason here yeah, it's really bizarre. Yeah, he's like, "What's what's your problem? Like, what's the deal?" And, she, mm-hmm. and, and T'Pol's like, "Crime." Smooth. Just so offended at the idea of crime. How dare you? Yeah. <laughs> I am clutching my pearls, sir. Well, she finally admits that Valar is one of her heroes and inspirations in her life's work. 
and he tells her that it's hard when one of your heroes lets you down and i think we've all felt this recently cough <laughs> jk <sighs> rowling cough <coughs> joss whedon <coughs> <clears throat> yeah Mm-hmm. Um, so they get called up to the bridge. There's a ship following them, and it's the Majorites again. Majorites? Mazurites. I was going to ask you because I know you watch with the captions on. Mm-hmm. I had written down M A Z A R, like it is, Mazur, right? Is that, yeah. is that correct? That's correct. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like audiobooks? Hate Nazis? Listen to The Holocaust Saviors by Ryan Jenkins on Audible, narrated by Adam. Hear the true stories of covert heroism during humanity's darkest hour. That's The Holocaust Saviors by Ryan Jenkins on Audible. Alien Touch of Grey calls in (laughs) and he's like, "Uh, give me the the Vulcan lady. It turns out I have more questions. Yeah, well, it's definitely, we get this strong sense of fascism. They want the ambassador for additional questioning in a scary part of Argentina, if you know what I mean. You know, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. It comes in a lot clearer later when we see him up close. Uh-huh. But they did something with the face makeup that I thought was pretty good, where instead of like, here's a bumpy forehead, they did a thing on like the cheekbones on the side of their faces. I think they look like labias. See, I was going to say fish gills. They said yeah. fish gill to me. No, if you want to see that, that's that Voyager episode <laughs> with um, Jason Alexander. George shows up, and he's just got a giant vagina on his forehead. Just a front-facing, <laughs> like, they didn't even try. They were just Oof. like, and here you go, and you're <laughs> off. Go forth to shoot uh, the scene and uh, be looked at forever a as- vagina on your head. Yep. Yeah, yeah, I, I, Captain Labia is is what I end up calling him for the rest <laughs> of the episode. Uh, well, the th- see, to me, they look like gills. I, I'm totally with you. I, I can see where that, but it, it's the extension. It's, yeah, no, I, I just. <laughs> Well, I thought when I saw it, I thought, oh, maybe the backstory is that they were uh, they they aren't completely a land dwelling species, right? They can like breathe they could underwater. probably breathe in the yeah. water a yeah. little bit, and yeah. uh, their aquatic past is more recent. You know, yeah. uh, I thought, oh, that's pretty thoughtful, actually. Right, right. Or maybe they just drew, you know, vaginas. I don't know. Yeah. But, uh, I don't know. Well, it's like it's like half of a labia is on one side of his face, and then the other half of the labia is on the other side of his face. Yeah. Somewhere around the ear is the clit, you know. It's very disturbing. Anyway, so they jam transmissions from the Enterprise. Dun, dun, dun. And here here I want to ask, what do you think that entails? Like, does that send out, is that sending out a louder transmission? It's just such a well-used plot device. There has to be some idea of what that means. I think what it is, is um, any communications being sent out or coming in from external, you know, yeah. I- if you were to try to connect them, you just hear faith of the heart, like, <laughs> but like several faiths of the heart yeah, yeah. that are like one beat off of each other. <laughs> oh my God, that is terrible. <laughs> That I promise you, that will stop anyone yeah, from, from listening or engaging on that frequency ever. <laughs> is like ten 
Faith of the Hearts that are all one beat off of each other. Like they just start right. Like <sighs> it's been a lo- it's been a long. And then it's you have but you have both of them going long- simultaneously, and you just layer and layer and layer. <sighs> And uh, it comes out exactly as listenable as if you were only listening to one of them. Hey, want to hear the most annoying sound in the world? So the Majorites attack, but not before Ahab orders them to polarize the whole plating. Also, what is that? Does that mean he changes the properties of magnetism of the metal? How does that work? Fucking magnets. How do they work? That's doable. You can do that with like electromagnets or something. Can you? Like I change so. the polarity of something? Well, it'd be like flipping a magnet around. Like you have a North Pole and a South Pole on a magnet, right? Right. So you just like, I but don't know. But how does that help them resist getting fired on? Magic and miracles. That's right. If you were to send... A signal that was like all electrons, right? Yeah. Um, then that would give like the whole ship like a negative, like the the whole would have like a. Ne- I don't know. I don't know. I'm reaching. I was trying to think of something for real. No, I'm trying to think of it too. I'm I've, thinking. I'm I'm gonna sound really stupid. Yeah, I'm so I'm super wrong about it. Yeah. No, I'm with you 100. percent We need a science consultant. Why don't people understand? Also, it sounded like I was setting up a joke, and I wasn't. I I didn't think of anything. <laughs> <laughs> After the faith of the heart bit, now it sounds like. Oh, he's going to do a oh, thing. Oh, he's going to do a joke. Like, oh, no, no, I wasn't. I just uh. was trying to think of something smart, and there's nothing there. <laughs> it's a way to say raise shields without shields because it, we're being reminded that this it, right. is so long before exactly. Kirk. Exactly. And, and they really push the shield thing a lot in this episode, like the whole energy shielding. Um, so it seems like they're pretty much uh, really seriously foreshadowing that, 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 that somehow they're going to come up with shields at some point. You know? Yeah, well, I mean, we saw limited shield use in right. the last episode. Exactly, exactly. So, um, so yeah, it, it makes sense. Mm-hmm. So they get some more boom shakalaka sh- thrown at them, and things do not look good. And Ahab, okay, Ahab asks about firing the phase cannons, which is a stupid fucking name. Um, and Reed is like, we can't fire them at warp. And I'm, Ahab's like, what? Why? And I'm like... That is pretty fucking important information that he should have fucking known. <laughs> How does Malcolm not tell him that? Thank you. Like, oh, by what? the way, sir, it doesn't work. Oh, at that warp. doesn't work, and uh, we can't do that at warp. What? The fuck out of here. <laughs> How do you not know that? That is insane. Yeah, that's really weird that he doesn't know that. That's really bad. That, like, that's bad. Um, so yeah, I don't know why the word, the fire, the phase cannon bothers me, bothers me so much. Maybe because it's just normally just phasers and they keep adding all these qualifiers to Enterprise's phasers. And it's like, it just sounds bad, you know, it's like space food and space talk and (laughs) we're going to have a space meal, you know, like there's a lot of that uh, across sci-fi. The other day I was watching a TNG episode and they said, uh, we're going to Starbase such and such. And it's like, well, what other bases are there? Yeah. Like, wouldn't you just call it base? Base, like, yeah. <laughs> we're going to base 421 or whatever right. the fuck thing is. Like, just, Yeah. Or Starfleet uh, base. You know, if you want, if you really had to qualify it somehow, just make it Starfleet base 164, you know? Yeah. And, and, and then and, they would just call it base still. Even star date. Yeah. It's yeah. like star date. Well, there aren't any uh, like you're you're there. You're in Starfleet. This is your date format. This right. is what you're going to use. Like, 
they can get away with star date and starbase and things like that because they've used this it for so long like they've used that for, from tos star date starbase all that they've used that that whole time but when they add things to things that are, have already been established as one word that's when it feels clunky to me phase cannons is clunky but i feel like that it sounds like a precursor to just saying phasers. I, yeah, I guess that's true. In the TNG era, I bet uh, when the designers are like, you know, putting together like a spec sheet and everything and mm -hmm. really using mm -hmm. all the official terms, it's like technically it's a phase cannon, but no one says that. It's like no, motion exactly. picture. Right, no, right. Everyone says movie. Right. It's right. just kind of a, a technical official term yeah. that nobody fucking says in yeah. real life. Yeah. I guess I'm just annoyed by it. Anyway, they shoot the phase cannons and that kills the baddies' shields and their engines, but it doesn't knock, they still get shot at, so they speed away as fast as they can. Um, and for some reason, Valar is super tight-lipped about what's going on and why they're getting shot at and everything. What do you think of the ship designs? Kind of boring, honestly. I mean, they're shaped, the shape is really cool, but other than the shape, it's just kind of, eh like a bland gray gold or a beige gold color which i hate um for Wait, my own what? personal reasons um they were green they were green to you yeah they were absolutely green oh wow that's bizarre they looked I'm... like turtles that was the thing that i, I was like oh it's turtle ships because they're green oh, and wow. they look like they had like a shell kind of thing yeah over the top of them wow they they came out to me as very gold gold oh, weird. beige I gotta color. look at these again. Hold on, let's see. Kind of a bronzy, maybe. Maybe that's what it is. Now that I'm looking at it, it looks more bronzy. Let's see, let me see something. Yeah. Maserite. Totally light green, but like some gold bits. And but then in other shots, it does look more goldish overall. Mm -hmm. I don't know what color. What color is this ship? We are Star Trek stuff at yes. gmail.com. Talk to us. Which is also our PayPal. So uh, yeah. that's where you should send money to. Or mm -hmm. paypal.me forward slash Star Trek stuff. Yes, please. Tip us. Give us money. This shit costs money. Uh, yeah. Great. Thank you. Yeah. Now. Now. This is a robbery. <laughs> Hand it over. Tapal does this like really quick inhale, which is like, I thought was an awesome choice by her. Like, <sighs> You know, because <laughs> she knows. my patience. Yeah, she knows Archer's big trigger. Oh which yeah, is Vulcan's not telling him everything. Yeah, exactly. Um, but she tells her it would be illogical to withhold information that would could be important. And she, you know, Valar um, responds that there are diplomatic issues that she can't, she doesn't want to talk about, and she doesn't say she can't. She just doesn't want to. And Ahab does this incredible dad impersonation lots of i'm disappointed in you energy comes out it's angry stompy archer yeah stomping very. around again he's like vulcans aren't telling me everything i don't like it and ahab tells poor underutilized milk toast uh to plot a course back to mazar debbie mazar valar is like you bitch you are my uber <laughs> you are taking me ahab's like nope not gonna do it at that moment i was while i was watching i was like why does she have green contacts in does she oh i didn't realize that i could be wrong but it looks fake or were they gold right in oh, we are no. star trek yes. stuff at gmail.com <laughs>
We are and hope to remain listener supported. If you're an enterprising fan, we'll advertise your small business. Tell us about your plucky dream in an email to wearestartrekstuff at gmail.com to get started. My first instinct was to be like, oh, Archer's being a dick again. Mm -hmm. But I kind of get his point. He's like, mm -hmm. look, these guys are not fucking around. I got 80 odd people I'm in charge of, like, yeah. not getting killed. So, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I, I get where he's coming from. But, yeah, he's. <laughs> but. Because of where he's coming from, coming from. Yeah. He's just like, fuck it, I'm going to take you back. <laughs> Get fucked. Yep. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, you know, I got it, but yeah, because it's him, he's going to take it, it to the next level. Next level, yeah, totally, totally. And and that's totally dad energy, too, you know? Yeah. <laughs> if you kids don't quit fighting, I'm going to turn up this whole car around. Yeah. You're like, no, and he's like, nope. Nobody's going to Vulcan. Yep. Fine. <laughs> so in the next scene, Forrest is such a fucking doormat. And he the really only thing is. I can think is it's oh, maybe overcompensation for all the e evil admirals of the past. <laughs> That's a good point. During the, um, I'm going to start calling it like the, the Federation High Era or something. Yeah, yeah. Which is TNG and I guess the beginning of DS9, like mm -hmm, that mm -hmm. kind of era. All the admirals are assholes. Total asshole. Crazy. Some of them are not just like dicks. They're like evil or like just completely gone crazy or they're like super corrupt. It's it's just nuts. It's like they killed off all the good ones with that, um, the marshmallow, the blue marshmallow um, monster that they had to kill in the first season of, uh, TO, uh, TNG. Oh, Conspiracy? Yeah. Okay, see, I'm doing it again because I remember it being pink. So I, It I was like purple pink. I gotta look it up because like, well, we <laughs> keep seeing different colors. Yeah. It feels like uh, the dress thing from a, from a few years ago oh, where right. everyone saw a different color <laughs> in the yeah. thing. Okay, so the picture I'm looking at with the little thingy is uh -huh. lavender with dark purple spots. Right, right. Okay, okay. Yeah, I was, I, I was. So uh, we were both slightly off because yeah. I was thinking it was pink. I was thinking reason. it was more blue, but yeah. Okay, good. I'm glad. It, I've, God, I'm worried about my eyes now because <laughs> I, I got glasses for the first time like a year ago or something. Uh -huh. and it throws everything into question because for <laughs> for my entire life, for nearly forty years, I had flawless vision, and then all yeah. of a sudden it was like, ah, "Lol, no, you don't." <laughs> <laughs> so now I'm like, oh. "This is up and down." Yeah. <laughs> Ahab is talking to Forrest on the Skype. And Forrest is all like, I'm not out there. It's your call. I just want you to know there's going to be repercussions. And I'm like, dude, order him to do what he's been ordered to do. I haven't had a boss like that directly over me, but yeah. there's a structure here. And it's fucking, they're military. They're, they're, yeah. They're, not, I mean, it's not like military, military. It's like but soft it's, military or whatever because it's, it's early Starfleet. It's the Air Force, basically. Actually, yeah. You'd think it would be more military-like. You'd think it would yeah. be more like the Air Force or something. Right. Or Space Force, which right. <laughs> still, still, does that still exist? Yes. Is that still does. real? Yes, it does. Oh, my God. <sighs> How is that real? Like I they have, know. Like, if you're in that, you know it's like... A gag, right? Like, you know, yeah. it's like, 
right. I don't know. Are you in Space Force? Write in Please, and tell us tell about us. Your, I, I really do want to hear. Tell us everything. I'm not kidding. We want to hear everything. I so want to hear about the day in, day out of Space Force. Absolutely. And, and zero judgment, because if, if I had been in the military or in the Air Force or anything, and they like made that... Even in this, even when it was created, I would have been like, I'm in. Yeah, right. Because <laughs> as shitty as that sounds, I'm still in. Because it's as close as we're going to get. Yeah. To to Starfleet. It's going to be mm-hmm. the complete opposite of Starfleet. Mm. But <laughs> it's also the closest we, we could possibly get uh, Never right mind now. The, the total ripoff of the Starfleet symbol. Oh, my yeah. God. Yeah. Yeah. It's the Terran, it's Terran Empire is what it is. Oh. I'm doing my part. I'm doing my part. I'm doing my part. I'm doing my part, too. <laughs> They're doing their part. Are you? We get this little, another little Vulcan rant uh, from Ahab, and it's less racist than usual, but still blaming everything on them. Also, in that conversation, we get an extra, like, Reed loves to shoot, shoot, not gay. He's very, very straight. Okay, just wanted to make sure everybody knew that. The way that they shoot that is so weird, because it's, like, underneath the walkway and a walk and talk. So, like, you're, like, upside down and walking backwards, listening to them talk, reading Florida Man. If you watch this show, like, through a cheese grater... That's yeah. what this would look like. And yeah, boy, exactly. I appreciate being given that perspective. Right. I'd always wondered. That's very cool. Yeah. And then they get uh, they start talking about the masseuses on Risa that have 12 fingers on each hand. And, and that's it. That's the fucking scene. That's it. <laughs> I don't know why it exists. Somebody, well, somebody didn't write enough for the fucking episode. And they had to shoehorn some character stuff in. So might as well throw in a <laughs> dude stuff. <laughs> dude. There's too many women talking in this episode. <laughs> that's exactly in the mess hall, T'Pol walks in upon Valar and Hoshi talking. Valar wants to know why her quarters were so sparsely decorated. Lol. Um, and she's charming as shit again. Um, and Hoshi ducks out. And th- so they sit down and have a talk. And T'Pol's like, tell me what the fuck is going on. And Valar's like, nah. You know, and they do this nice dive into how T'Pol is feeling about her role on Enterprise how she's dealing with living with humans and everything. Um, it's well done. and it, But it doesn't pass the Bechdel test, but it does serve the plot, and it's not like a sexist trope. And then she explains the resentment that Ahab feels, why he, you know, gets all pissed off, and, and how the Vulcans need to earn their trust. Valar's all like, I'm good at my job, and, you know, gets all defensive, basically. And then she remembers to Paul from meeting her at the conference, and they talk about that. And she tells her how much of a an impression she made on her um, and that she made her reconsider her position and she's making her re- reconsider her position now as well, which is cool. Yeah, that is really cool. Yeah, it's a good it's a good conversation. I, I like the bit about iced tea. Yes. And <laughs> have you tried this? This is good. This is good. I like it. I worked for a catering company that had those exact same glasses. Oh, uh, yeah, I broke Weird. a lot of those on accident. <laughs> yeah. It's a good scene because to Paul, I mean, obviously she's not going to emote, emote or whatever, mm-hmm, but we mm-hmm. understand that she's been disappointed yeah. by uh, this person that she looked up to. And now she's able to kind of take a, a second and talk with her mm-hmm. and she's able to gain a new appreciation. And that 
she remembered her is yeah. just awesome. And oh, I just, yeah. I, I love that for Paul. Like you're, yes. you're happy for Paul in that moment that yeah. she actually was important to somebody that uh-huh. she looked up to. Yeah, this is a story of famous dog. Porthos Playtime. We get Porthos Playtime. It's adorable. It's so sweet. Yeah, there needs to be so much more of that. Yeah. It's it's funny, though, because Ahab like tells him to get down or whatever, and you can tell that there's an off-screen handler like dangling a treat or something. <laughs> and I looked at the Memory Alpha site for Porthos. Two different dogs. Okay. How did I not notice that it was two different dogs? There's actually three different dogs, but there wasn't a picture of the third. So Prada, Breezy, and Windy. Ah, okay. <sighs> That's so adorable. I think this was Prada that was actually, and of course they're girls because they evidently behave better um, on sets and things like that. Huh, okay. So anyway, the two of them, T'Pol and Ahab, talk, and she's trying to convince him that you know, Valar is in mortal fucking danger if they take her back to Debbie Mazar. Um, she didn't cr- commit the crime and she's doing something much bigger that, you know, has to be dealt with. And Ahab is not convinced because um, he's like, you know, again, like I've got this whole crew. And then they do that thing that I hate from soap operas where it's like this cheese ball thing where the one character turns their back to the other. And then the mm-hmm. camera zooms in on her. And it's just so... Have you ever been in an argument where you, like, turn your back to the person and, like, then they say something and you have to turn around dramatically? Like, that's, no. Just, that's not... No. that's it, it, You're right. It's completely weird soap opera blocking. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're in this, like, tiny space. Mm-hmm. And it, it's so weird. Like, it is. Why would he even have gotten up? Like he's, I don't know. It's, yeah, it, it's it's weird. It, also, why does he have such a huge bed? He does have a giant bed, doesn't he? The bed yeah. takes up most of his room, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah. And I'm trying to remember if Porthos has a little bed. He has a little bed at the end of the bed. Yes. Yeah, if if the dog can get to the big bed, the dog will just get on the big bed. Yeah. Like it's not. It's going to ignore the little bed. Uh huh. I think he's got a little bed taking up more space. So like it, yeah. 90% of that room is bedding of some kind. In this then she pulls yet another trope, which I hate. I've never asked you for anything. Yeah. So please, I'm asking you for this. Come on. Worn out. Yeah, I'm with you. I was just kind of like... All right, come on. I mean, she's great in the scene. It's not the actors. He's got to be thinking like, I guess. Maybe I've, I've been a dick for a solid year to this person. I'm just going <laughs> to... No shit. Fine. She's, she's right. Like, <laughs> <laughs> all right, fuck it. I guess I'm pretty close to my monitor because like all I could see were all of his pores <laughs> and like all of his acne scar. You know, I was like, dude, why? Ooh, HD is not always good. It's like that that Thirty Rock bit where they put Liz Lemon in the HD or whatever like that, oh. and it was like <laughs> yeah. I think they used a different actress or something, and they were just like, whoa, whoa, no, 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 whoa. back to standard oh. def. Yeah. <laughs> Act three begins with the three three Majorite ships in pursuit and attacking them and they start doing the you know warp 4.8 and then the other ships matching them and warp point point nine the 
other ships matching them. And I love that that is the cut, like, or yeah. back from commercial or whatever, where he's like, all right, fine, I'm going to trust you on this. And then they are immediately fucked, and he's just like, I immediately regret this decision. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they're getting their ass kicked by the turtle ships. Yeah, um, and, the, and, and Ahab's like, you know, that Vulcan ship better be where they say it will be. You know, and says it and, to Paul, which of course she knows because all Vulcans like are related. I don't know. It just, yeah, it, somehow psychically linked. Felt wrong. I think Travis's only lines in this is just him counting between four and five. Yeah, I don't yeah. know if he had other lines in the show other than this. Did he? A couple be- scenes back when Archer gets on the comm and tells him to, that we're going back to Mazur. Right or what? Mazur. Mazurite land. Debbie Ma- Maz- Mazar. Debbie Mazar. Mazar. Yeah. Valar comes onto the bridge and she's like, "Okay, I'm ready to tell you the whole story." And they go into his ready room, and the preamble is that she doesn't trust Ahab and she's old. Like, mm-hmm. yep, yeah. Um, and she tells him that she was worried about humanity, and he's like, "A hundred years of good behavior isn't good enough," and she's like, "Most Vulcans live twice that, so no." Yeah, no. No, dude. It's, uh, if if somebody had beaten you to a bloody pulp ten years ago, and you met them again, and they were like, "Trust me," no. Yeah, don't well, care. I mean, they didn't like do anything to the Vulcans. I think that no, that is like the core get, of uh, Archer and them's like complaint is that right, we didn't right. do anything to you. You just like looked down on us for being like dumb fucks and kept things from us. The line could have been a little bit better because he's like a century of good behavior, right? Specifically, it sounds like a pouting kid. It, it does. very much puts you within that framework that they were already looking at you as that you're complaining yeah. about. Yeah. It's like, but I've been very good. I want McDonald's. And then yeah. it, it's like a century of progress, I think, would have been so much better. Yes. Because that yeah. was a century of progress. Like that mm-hmm. was when humanity got its shit together mm-hmm. within the Star Trek, you know, universe story. Yeah. One little change would have really helped. That would have been so much better of an argument, too, because she's saying, you know, you had just come out of a world war. And he's like, yeah, but we don't have any poverty or, you know, war or anything now. You know, I mean, that's a huge jump that we've taken. So I think it would have been a better argument. Absolutely. And in such a short amount of time. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. You know, in only a hundred years, we pulled off mm-hmm. whatever. We got past war and capitalism and all this stuff. Yeah. That's sort of a lost opportunity there. To It is. Because that period of time is something that a lot of us are looking at right of. now and kind of wishing we were heading for, except maybe without mm-hmm. the World War part and that kind of thing. Yeah. Can we skip that? Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, But yeah, the story is from her that the dudes following us are criminals and that they're a mafia that have infiltrated the society to make themselves rich at the expense of the population. Cough. Republicans cough. (laughs) Anyway, she's got evidence against them and the people of Debbie Mazur had come to the Vulcans to ask for help and she was sent home in disgrace as a cover and somehow to keep her safe uh, to be able to, you know, get them out of out of power. It's, I, I felt like that was convoluted. Like It was. It was terrible. I was trying try to... That, you try that. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> no, no, God, no. God, that was awful. You're, no, you're fine. Like, I couldn't figure it out. I was sitting there going like, oh. what? But she... Huh? 
Wait, but there's a right. cover story about why is the cover story necessary? A better cover story would be like, oh, I'm I'm sick. I caught a weird disease on your. And I have to go planet. back to Vulcan. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I just, it, this was so convoluted to me. Yeah, the reason why was because they wanted she wanted the bad guys to think that because she went home in disgrace. Any testimony that she gave against them would be disregarded. But they have access to media and whatever while she's gone. What the? This doesn't solve that problem in the least. No. Well, and none of this is is good enough for it to have been kept from Ahab. No, not at all. None of this. None of it. Th- this whole thing, like I, I, I took notes and I tried to pay attention, and I was still like, "Huh?" <laughs> and I was yeah. hoping you'd clear it up for me because I was lost. I was like, "I mean, it what makes sense to me, but it's really overdone. It's overdone, and it and like I said again, it's not good enough for it ha- to have been kept from Ahab. It's just dumb. Like, why not tell him? Yeah, it, it doesn't. It's a plot hole. Yeah, it really doesn't work for me at all. No, it doesn't work at all. So she's like, fuck it. Um, fuck this. I, I'm tired of explaining this, so I'm going to just give up. <laughs> I'd rather be in prison on yeah. Mazerland or whatever. And and Archer's <laughs> like, no, never give in. Never, never surrender. surrender. Yeah. Oh, shut up. Uh, I have no logic anyway. I, and it's one of those eternal human Vulcan conversations where humans have no logic at uh, all. We don't. It's not that we don't have logic. I mean, it always makes humans sound like, you know, completely unwieldy six-year-olds. You know, and <laughs> I'm does. like, no, we we are actually, we can put shit together. Thank you. I can handle things. I'm smart. I'm like everybody says. But anyway, Captain Labia Face is threatening them and they, they can't, both of them accelerate to warp five a lot of this is dragged out. You know, I feel like this story was really not paced well or something where they didn't have enough of a subplot going. Something just, it just drags out so much. Yeah, there's no B-plot at all, is there? There's no B-plot. And it's it just gets boring. Like, you're like only on this one thing and it's and it doesn't fill up the time that they have to fill, you know? I, I'll tell you what, though. So... At the same time, though, this scene is kind of my favorite part mm, of this whole mm-hmm. thing because it's getting into like submarine combat. Yeah, shit. Yeah. And when they hit to warp five, and yeah, yeah, and they've got the other um, uh, Maserakum people Maserite. on them, <laughs> and they're like, it's still not good enough, and all that kind of thing, and. Yeah, I think more exterior shots, a little more showing, and not that would have helped. Yeah, that that, that I think yeah. that, that would have been a little bit better. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it does have some suspense to it. The dialogue is just superfluous. Yeah, I agree. It would have been so much more interesting if they had had shots of it. You know, that would have helped so much. But yeah, so Ahab calls down to his southern Scotty. And tells him that he needs more speed, and you know, she, I'm giving her all she's got. Captain comes to the reply, and they do the the danger music swell, and the camera pans into what looks like large trash bins with lights and dry ice inside. Yeah, in the engine room. <laughs> yeah, I was like, what? Fire on the engine. I love it. I love seeing yeah. shit, the sparks, and seeing shit uh-huh. catch on fire. I I love yes. when they do that. In the, in lots of alarms and shit going off. Yeah, it's awesome. It's good. It's a good way to to ramp shit up. Yeah, and they hit warp five, and Milk Toast pops a boner, but the get bad guys are still gaining. <laughs> oh, he totally does. He totally does. Yeah. He's like, hey. like a full throttle sea do, man. Yeah. <laughs> 
there's a funny little bit when here when Ahab asks to Paul to take a guess at how long it will be until they reach the Vulcans and she totally gives him this death stare when he tells her to guess and yet she comes <laughs> up with like 53 minutes you know I'm like okay why didn't you yeah whatever what's funny is that it's not a guess like that's a math problem that you can solve that she would be quite capable of solving exactly like, I don't know do the thing and then and then do the thing yeah. and then guess. And it's like, well, that's the equation, fuckface. <laughs> what are you talking about? Yeah, yeah. She he even tells her, do the math. And she's like, mm. um, so their best hope is to get through to the Vulcans to tell them to go warp seven to get to them so that they meet in the middle. And they're able to get this message through because all of a sudden... Valar remembers that, oh, right. A special freak. Yeah. I have a yeah. special frequency that they yeah. probably don't know about. I'll yeah. send that now instead of a whole lot earlier uh, uh-huh. when it would have been really helpful. <laughs> so yeah. she conveniently remembers um, at a time that will keep shit really dramatic. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. Well, and then, and then the, another writing, this writing is fucking sloppy as shit moment, is when suddenly Reed decides that he might be able to deflect their jamming sim- signal. <laughs> what? I just thought of a neat trick. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Suddenly I'm I'm better at that. Anyway. How she looks fucking bored with the whole She's proceedings. She's so checked out with this. It's really odd. I don't blame her. She's had like no lines. Uh-huh. She had the she had Ugh. she had t- well she had two scenes, mm-hmm. and where she was getting kicked out of the of her room, mm-hmm. and going we don't know where Travis's place, and mm-hmm. <laughs> the short scene that she has uh, with the ambassador in the mess hall. So she gets mm-hmm. some she gets more than Travis, but yeah, I don't know. But still, I don't know. Yeah, she just she just looked really like meh, whatever. Like, in a really dangerous situation. I was like, okay. Um, <laughs> she just gives no fucks unless she's translating something. She's like, right. <laughs> we already know their language thing. I don't know. You guys save us. It'll be fine. Whatever. It's fine. I don't care. Um, down in engineering, one of the trash bins is on fire. And Florida Man knows all too well what this burning plastic smells like. They are in deep shit. And then the warp goes out. This, This is so weird. Ahab asks to Paul how long now for the Vulcans to get there and she says if the Vulcans got the message it'll be like 10 minutes and he's like I thought you said it was eight minutes and she's like you don't know much do you motherfucker like (laughs) that was when before we dropped out of warp you know how this warp thing works right have you ever done one of those math problems where there's like a train is going you know 35 miles an hour to you know three miles and another train is I don't know why he thinks that's weird anyway (laughs) We're we're no longer at warp, dumb motherfucker. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like eh. I can't believe I have to answer to you. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. It is definitely one of those moments. Um and Valar is again, I'll turn myself over, it's fine. And Ahab tells her to go to sick bay. There is no moment when this plan comes together. Like there is no he they just do this thing. And there's no moment when Ahab has an idea when there's like a, a kind of a haha moment of anything. They just do this thing. And it's it bothers me only because I want to know that Ahab came up with this. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that the plan actually happened or needed to yeah. happen the way that he like that it that it fell through. Yeah, or that it didn't fall through. Like he 
I don't know. It's just weird the way they do it. Um, it do, yeah, it's so, weird, and then they don't do it. Like she, yeah, doesn't go to. Okay, anyway, go ahead. It's yeah, it's it, it's strange. Yeah, it's, it, it's very weird. Yeah. So Ahab talks to Captain Labby a face, um, and does some stalling about how how fast can your ships go, and our shuttle bay was damaged, and blah blah blah. And then he turns to Reed and says he's counting on him for what? No idea. Yeah. Um. Psychic commands are not legal orders. Um, <laughs> I guess it means he Reed has the con, but I, but they didn't say they didn't what's say, going on. Yeah, they, it's not, and it doesn't get cleared up later. Okay, anyway, yeah. no. Um, so anyway, they go to to meet the shuttle that's docking with the Enterprise, and um, their shuttles kind of look weird to me. It looked like half done or something. I don't know. That was just a. That was just a picky moment. I, I'm with you. I, I, I yeah. don't remember. So the labial math mafia dudes come in and demand to see LeVar. Um, say labial I mean, mafia? Yeah, labial mafia. M- but no, labial mafia. <laughs> That's even funnier. <laughs> I think you said That's even better. Ma- I was like, did you do that on purpose? Because that's amazing. But you've been saying stuff weird today. So I was like, I don't think she said that on purpose. Labial mafia. Holy That's so shit. much better. <laughs> um, so she's in sick bay, and they put her in. Supposedly, she's in the wall MRI, and the whole thing is that she's been super injured by something that they did when they shot one of their space bullets at them or whatever. <laughs> and um, so space bullets. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, they're acting like, well, you, you fucked, you the, fucked her up. The, she's yeah, gonna die. You dumb fuck! Like, way yeah. to go, asshole. Yeah. So um, I don't understand this greeting party. Like, they just no. sh- okay. They're like, okay, so armed, hostile aliens that have like been shooting at us are coming on board, and there's no security people. Yeah, just send Archer to Paul. It's fine. Just yeah. Know, fuck that. Like, set up yeah. like the beginning of Star Wars where you right. got a bunch of people and they're got guns. No, fucking shoot these motherfuckers when they come on board. Yeah. I don't I don't understand this. I, mean, I don't either. It's three guys. It turned out to be three guys. You would mm-hmm. totally have enough security people to just like have a like firefight long enough oh, yeah. to hold them back. Yeah, exactly. Rather than this goofball convoluted shit that they half pull that off. That they come up with. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's stupid. Do I really look like a guy with a plan? They go to sick bay and the mafia dudes are mafia dudes uh <laughs> demand that Flox in his only scene for the episode again says no fucking way and he gets really upset and it's really adorable they fire into the wall mri and quote-unquote kill the ambassador um and yeah and flocks like really hams it up it's awesome good good acting um, from flocks actually i think totally i think that that's the reason that they went to sick bay for this was because so there was nothing else for john billingsley to do in the episode and he's probably contracted to have x amount of right. time or whatever yeah when he came on board i think that, that that's the only thing i could come up with like why this happened at all that might be it every moment's been an adventure for me yeah big daddy vulcan ship shows up starts slapping him around the ship is mm-hmm. fucking huge too it's it like is gigantic. it's really re- i love that design i think it's really cool 100 percent. that's a cool ass design okay wait what color yeah. was it um, that is more of a red, dark red brown. Okay, okay, good. All right. I'm not going crazy. All right. 
Yeah. Because that's what I saw too. Rusty color. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I saw too. I'm like, okay, all right, I'm fine. I'm fine, everyone. Not colorblind. Thank you. I can see color. Um, I'm, I'm good. Oh, and their guns suck. They're just like. Oh, I know. They just look like guns. I don't normally see that kind of stuff, but it's like they took fake guns, painted them purple, and put like a, a sight on the top of it. It's like a chrome yeah. half cylinder with holes in it. They just kind of put on top for whatever reason. Uh-huh. Anyway, so they, yeah. Anyway, yeah. The, after they after they shoot up the thing, the Enterprise kind of feels like, or they hear like, like mm-hmm. laser something, whatever. Mm-hmm. Which I don't think you would. No. One you ship really shouldn't, no. shooting another ship that's like, you know, nearby. Mm-hmm. I don't imagine that there'd be a lot of sound no. that would happen. And they're like, huh? What's that? Whoa. Sleaze Richards it tries to call <laughs> his ship and he's like, oh, what's going on? And Archer has this like, the way he delivers this line. Know. The way that he yeah. delivers this line is bad. Like it should have mm. been amused. It should have been like, eh, "Gotcha, yeah, motherfucker!" Yeah, totally, totally. But it's, but it's just kind of like, I imagine they're having some trouble right now. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, <laughs> why are you saying it like that? That's such that a is weird, weird, yeah. weird line read for that. It is what's going on. There should have been a big fucking smirk on his face. <laughs> no, they might be a little busy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're getting Strange. fucked up. <laughs> Uh, by the Vulcans. The Vulcan captain tells him tells them that they have to give up their weapons or they will destroy their ships. So they hand over to T'Pol these sh- those shitty looking prop guns and go to leave. And Valar opens the Flox Bay doors and and drops the mic. <laughs> you know, she's like, Dung! you know. And she wasn't in sick bay after all. There was yeah. no reason to tell her to go to sick bay. There really wasn't. She wasn't there. I don't. No, what doesn't make any sense. Instead of sending her to sick bay, send her to her room, lock it, and then have security guys like, "Hey, you guys go to sick bay, and when these guys come in, fucking shoot them." Like, yeah. this, that should have exactly. been the plan. Why wasn't yeah. that the plan? Like, what is this <laughs> thing know. with like, yeah, she's in there? Well, I, I get the the fake fake out, like, oh yeah, she's in there, right? And then they shoot it up and yeah, whatever. But just it, it doesn't track at all you have all these security people just be like okay look so we're gonna lead them to sick bay when we do come around the corner and fucking shoot them in the back (laughs) (laughs) just end this thing you know it's funny like when i watch the episode and write my notes like i'm i'm of one mind i'm like oh this is pretty you know it's got a lot of potholes and everything and then like when i talk when you and i talk i'm like this is fucking terrible (laughs) it dawns on me how intensely bad this is like it's not just one little plot hole here or there it's like god damn it this is terrible Anyway, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> oh, and the two other labia men are the worst actors. They have no emotion at all. Yeah. Like, they may have been told not to emote a lot by the director, but they don't at all. Yep. They just are totally stagnant, like, staring <laughs> at the guy that they're supposed to stare at. I will shoot now. Like, I'm pretty sure that there is film on the cutting room floor of them staring at the camera. <laughs> I was just thinking the same thing. There had to like, be cuts where, like, the guy turned and, like, looked and, like... Looked at the camera. Asshole, you looked in the camera again. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why I thought the exact same thing. They're just so <laughs> bad. Oh. Please don't jim the camera like that. Jim the camera? Captain's log is playing 
and you know you're seeing the Vul- the Maserite ships go and the Vulcan ship you know fly around and look cool and Ahab's like I don't know why the Vulcans let the Maserites go but Valar said that we had to and blah 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 and, and obviously he's never heard of the catch the bigger fish by letting the smaller fish go thing yeah you know it's kind of a cop thing anyway are we cops as she's leaving to get on the vulcan ship she's like oh i wish my life weren't you know constantly a big production or whatever and i'm like retire then jesus christ (laughs) everything's formal everybody acts so formal and then i'm like yo i'm the cool priest and then they're like but we're vulcan so we still act formal yeah exactly she apologizes for the trouble and the way that Archer says he's glad they could help is so rude. Yeah, it's very insincere. It's so insincere and so like, glad we could help. Yes, this whole thing sucked. Thanks. Everything about this. My ship was incredibly damaged. Pretty much sucked. Flox is super pissed because his wall MRI is completely fucked and won't be able to use it for weeks and weeks until we get the parts back. I hate this place a uh, geographical oddity. Two weeks from everywhere. But yeah, you're right. If she were less charming, if they had written her less charming, if the actress had been less charming, I doubt this would have this would have been the outcome. Yeah, this works really well because of her. Absolutely. So she says uh, to Paul and Ahab have this bond of friendship and that it bodes well and, you know, that she senses it. I tensed up so much when she said, I sense a strong bond yeah. between you. I was like, oh, no, oh, no, oh, no. Like, yeah. I, I was like, they're going to try to do departure again. Oh, fuck. And then she's like, friendship and trust. Yeah, yeah. Oh, thank God. <laughs> I was like, please don't. We tried this. <laughs> they made her get motorboated. While they were tied up together. Ugh. And it still didn't work. So just yeah, fucking don't. And, and they didn't. Yeah. And oh, God, that could have been bad. Honestly, this would have <laughs> just, this would have gone into full on bad episode. Oh, yeah. If they had tried that. Had that next line yeah. been anything other than friendship. And trust. Oh, my God. It, it, I just would have been like, fuck this. But then they pull away and we're done. So. <laughs> That's all, folks. Next episode has a fantastic guest star. Awesome. Yeah. Really one of my favorite guest stars. Is it Jeffrey Combs? No. No, we... Oh, okay. No, this is a different guest star. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. All right, awesome. Well, I'm stoked. So, did this episode trek? Definitely. Yeah? Definitely, yeah. Okay. This is a very, like, I can't think of anything that's, like, particularly precedent about this. Um, There is an episode of TNG where they're transporting a uh, Vulcan ambassador to meet with Romulans, and then it turns out she's a spy. Right. That's kind of cool. It's it's similar. Um, very different outcome, obviously, but there's not a whole lot of precedent for this particular kind of story, but it, there, there's enough um, things like it that, that yeah, it, it tracks. I don't think that it did. Really? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to fall on the side of nah. Okay. Um, I had to reach to think of anything that it really called back to, mm-hmm. like, you know, or winked at in the franchise. Mm-hmm. Um, the closest I could think of was the submarine shit in like uh, Balance of Terror and right. um, Wrath of Khan, but that's like one short scene. The solution didn't involve any ensemble, anything mm-hmm. like that's true. And then 
when it sort of said it would, the it, it, it didn't work. It didn't pan out. Yeah, what was he counting on trip uh, Reed for? Exactly. There's that. Like nothing happened. The only uh, other person involved in the attempted solution by bringing the guys on board and then tricking them was Flock. So we're like, mm-hmm. all right, act mm-hmm. like she's in there, dude. Yeah. You know, that. But he tells her, go to sickbay. All of that just fell apart. She doesn't. All of it was just terrible. It didn't involve the crew. The whole, I think you're right. The whole thing was just because they had to make sure they got John Billingsley in there. Yeah. Which is, that's just terrible. It's I just... I mean, they could have they could have had her in sick bay for some other reason, like she got injured when they got attacked, like actually, you know. Yeah. Um. They there's so many other ways they could have popped him into that story that they didn't, and yeah, it's it's oh God. The more we talk about it, the worse this episode is. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> I was not a fan overall, so that is yeah, definitely yeah. clouding my my judgment on that. Oh but sure, sure. I'm just gonna say no. Yeah, it's it's definitely one that I skip all the time. Yeah, yeah I'm gonna say I'm no it. on this. Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, band names. Yeah, I had a few uh, from this one. Uh, Sleaze Richards. <laughs> nice. That's kind of fun. Uh, cool, yeah. cool priest. Actually, like cool no, priest. Totally. That would be a cool band name. The Gills. Mm-hmm. Because it's still it, it it those still look more Gill like to me. Um, yeah. But so I'm gonna go with the it's Gills okay. and. Uh, I hate this one, but I wrote it down anyway. Alien Massage Therapist. Oh, that's so funny. <laughs> I went with 24 Finger Massage. <laughs> All right, yeah. And the Debbie Maserites. Hey, look, this is the 90s. There's nothing wrong with it, you know? You having a good time? What is your recommendation, your non-Trek recommendation this week? I have a very odd one. Okay. This is very strange. Okay, so... Uh, People that know me uh, know that uh, I am not a, a cigarette smoker, but I do like cigars, and I make my own cigars. Like, I roll them and everything. Mm-hmm. In some kind of, I don't know, nicotine-related discussion, clove cigarettes came up. You remember clove cigarettes, like, in the 90s? Yes. It felt like in the late 80s and the 90s. God, they were awful. Yes. And I remember thinking, like, I hated them back then, but I bet I'd be into them now. And so I kind of mm-hmm. looked, looked at I was like, how much are clove cigarettes? Apparently, they're not a thing anymore. Really? Yeah, apparently they thought that they were being like marketed to kids or something. So they took them off the market. They, they are really bad for you. Cigarettes are like at a five for how bad they are for you. And clove cigarettes are like a seven. Jesus. Yeah, they're really, really bad for you. Like I remember a friend of mine who was like, I only smoke clove cigarettes. And she could only do it for like a week. Oh, wow. Okay. And like after that, she was like, these are just, these are killing me. I found these like. These Indian cigarettes, like they're made in India, and they're hand-rolled, and they are Mm -hmm. 100% tobacco and nicotine-free. Herbal cigarettes. Yeah, it's herbal cigarettes, but it's like basil, uh, licorice, turmeric. Um, There is clove in there. Cinnamon, bishop's weed, which, I don't know. All right. Yeah, Uh, sure. No idea. But anyway, and they look like little tiny joints, and they're kind of cool. They're called uh, nirdash. I've had some of things like that before, but but this was, I mean, this was way back um, in the 90s. The funny thing is that the packaging says nature's alternative to tobacco. And yeah. I'm like, I'm pretty sure tobacco is a naturally occurring substance. <laughs> yeah, no so, shit. But anyway, I kind of like these. They're, they don't taste all uh, ashtray-y like how That's cigarettes good. do. So yeah. I don't know. They're like six, seven bucks on Amazon. It's called cool. uh, 
Mans, M-A-A-N's, uh, Nirdosh, N-I-R-D-O-S-H. Cool. And uh, yeah, they're all right. I don't know if you're a weirdo like me that like hates cigarettes but wants to smoke. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say like okay, These, it's a very specific audience. Yeah, yeah. But that's our show anyway, right? Like yeah, oh totally. Our yeah. show is so ridiculously niche. It's like <laughs> it's like not only is it a podcast, which not everybody w- listens to podcasts. Then on top of that, we're a Star Trek podcast. And not everybody watches Star Trek, so it's even smaller. Then on top of that, we're an Enterprise Star Trek podcast. (laughs) Then on top of that, we're a We Don't Like Enterprise Star Trek podcast. It's just like... And then, oh, on top of that, we're leftist as fuck Enterprise Star Trek podcast. Yeah, it's true. We just... We just keep, keep narrowing down our fucking audience. We, we just keep putting bullets into the chamber as we continually <laughs> shoot them into our own foot. But we love the people that listen. Thank you so much. If you thank are you listening, guys so please, much. thank you so, so much. We appreciate it so much. Gigantic love to our patrons. Thank you so much. Um, so I have two recommendations, both of which are so weird because they're good. Okay. Wait, what? Okay. Yeah, no, I know. So if you, did you like um, Silence of the Lambs and like that whole like Hannibal and that whole like kind of franchise? I think the only one I actually saw was Silence of the Lambs. Okay. I don't, I well, it's actually good. if I ever saw any of the other Red Dragon or any of that. Well, the, the Hannibal TV show is actually really, was, was very good. Um, very dark, but uh, very beautiful, very uh, the cinematography and everything was fantastic. Um, but if you've only seen Silence of the Lambs, this show Clarice on Paramount Plus is actually good. It does not deserve to be as good as it is, but it is. Okay. Cool. I can't really explain why it's so good, but the, the writing is excellent. They capture the mood and the setting of the movie somehow. And the actress that plays Clarice manages to get the accent pretty well. Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, it's surprisingly good. The other one's one of those, I'm one of those people that, like, loves a TV show. And then as soon as I, like, tell everybody about it, and I'm like, you should really watch the show. It's really, really good. It gets canceled. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, Which is very frustrating. Yeah. Um, But it's this show called Debris. Like D-E-B-R-I-S, like okay. things, flotsam and jetsam, debris. The basic premise is that a alien, a huge alien ship broke up in our solar system and all of the parts of it have fallen and are falling onto the Earth. Cool. Like falling through the atmosphere and falling onto Whoa. Earth. And each piece of this debris has like sort of different um, properties to it. And has, like, different effects on different people. I can fold my tongue like a taco. What's that? Oh, no. No. So, like, the first episode, uh, the intro, this maid in a hotel, like, picks up this piece of debris. And it's only, like, you know, maybe the size of a Dorito chip. But when she picks it up and touches it, it makes her and the thing she's touching, which is her maid cart, fall all the way through all of the floors of the hotel Ah! and (laughs) fall into the large bottom room of the hotel. Whoa. Like it just, she just falls all the way through all of the floors onto the final floor. Fucking cool. 
and it i mean it's tragic you know she dies but but like oh i thought like she really like kitty pride like phased through it no she just phased through it and dies oh shit like, as okay. though all of the floors just disappeared and she was just falling off a building Gotcha. Wow, holy shit. Not every episode is great because it's the first season. They're trying to kind of get their footing a little bit, and there's a lot of, you know. What? The first season of a sci-fi show isn't, like, lock solid? <laughs> yeah, no shit. Um, but but especially further on in the season has, has gone, it's gotten better and better. So it's I really recommend it. And hopefully if we can get people watching it, maybe it won't get canceled before I, you know, (laughs) is it also on uh, Paramount Plus? It is on Peacock. Oh, okay, And it's free. Cool. So that's even better. All right. Well, uh, I guess that's going to about wrap it up. That's what what is this? uh, Twenty. Twenty three. Twenty three. All right. So we did twenty three of these. And we had somebody write in and just like, I don't know how you're doing this, but hey, we made it. We made 23. We're we're almost done with season one. Yeah. We're yeah. All- we are very close to the end of season one. And season two definitely has less really terrible episodes and more I like this episodes. Fuck yeah. All right. Well, I'm so, stoked yeah. about it. Yeah. That sounds great. I'm optimistic. And this <laughs> is the end of the show. All music provided by the band Motherfucker. Motherfucker, motherfucker.bandcamp.com. Can't wait to see them again. I didn't just say it twice because um, it's fun to say. That's actually what it is when you type it into your browser. Uh, become a patron. Patreon.com forward slash Star Trek stuff. Uh, join our Facebook group, Star Trek yes. Stuff Podcasts. Our Instagram is Star Trek Stuff Podcast. And with that, uh, we are out of here. We're done. Um, uh, somebody pointed out we forgot to say Black Lives Matter. I don't, I don't know on the last Dude. couple, um, but uh, sorry about that. I don't want it to be performative. I was thinking the same thing. Kind of why I stopped saying it wasn't. It definitely wasn't because we we don't support Black Lives Matter, but we don't want it to be like. If it's if it's rote, yeah. it's not sincere. Exactly. It's exactly. like kids saying the Pledge of Allegiance in the morning. Yeah. You know, we don't want it to to not matter. You know, exactly. so exactly. Uh, and we do talk about racism a lot on the show. Uh, so hopefully, you get what we're how we're feeling from that. You know, it's not like all of a sudden we started voting for Republicans <laughs> yeah. in the last yeah. couple episodes. Yeah, or we're something. not suddenly like all blue lives matter. Yeah, no, <laughs> fuck that. Fuck that. Blue lives don't exist. That's a job. That's, you that's can a job. Quit it. Not a not a person. Yeah. All right. So, uh, yeah, yeah okay. we're out of here. Thank you so much. Uh, we'll see you next time around. Thank you so much. B- uh, yeah. Bye. <laughs>Well, I mean, the whole rider thing gets a lot of um, gets a lot of trashing because, you know, everybody's like, you know, oh, don't take out the blue, the brown M&Ms or whatever. But the whole point of that is that if you are not doing if you're not picking out the brown M&Ms, then you're not probably doing the rest of what the rider says, like especially when it comes to what microphones that are supposed to be used, how you know, the volume, the levels things on stage you know the the performance parts of it that are actually really important so if you're not reading the writer in detail and you don't catch take out the brown m&ms then that tells the band that they're not going to get all of their needs met on stage 
Yeah. Um, if if you don't notice the M and M's, then did mm-hmm. you notice that um, the two forty circuits are all supposed to be grounded? Exactly. Um, there's a great interview about that with uh, David Lee Roth. Mm-hmm, uh, with mm-hmm. I think Howard Stern, I think it was a Howard Stern interview. Anyway, mm-hmm. uh, but he asks him about that, and David Lee, David Lee Roth says, uh, "We never cared about M and M's. The point was no. to get people to pay attention to the details." Exactly, exactly. So yeah. yeah, it's it's a strategy. It's kind of a smart strategy. It um, is. It's a very smart strategy because um, you stuff like that is you know not only important for the performance, but sometimes your life. <laughs> so you know, like. Yeah. Because uh, electrocutions do happen on but, stage. But in the meantime, <laughs> and hey, if ye may not gaze upon the Manilo is part of the deal, <laughs> that's just part of the deal. Yeah, no shit. No shit. Fucking Jesus. And right wing groups have a tendency to like blow up and then disappear and then blow up and disappear. Just like, you know, <laughs> it's just honestly, honestly, just like Wicca groups do. <laughs> Are yeah. Wicca groups like half informants? Uh, n- no, but they are half right wingers. Oh wow, really? Yeah, like sometimes you'll get into a Wicca group and and like everybody would be like fucking awesome. You're like, oh, these people are so cool, and like, you know, three months later, you're like, you casually say something, you know, about politics or whatever, and some douchebag is like, rah, 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 and you're like. What <laughs> the fuck? You know, and uh, yeah, this is—I mean, this is my experience from you know, ten, fifteen years ago. But still, yeah, stick with Trekkies, yeah, everybody. Trekkies. I mean, there's—I mean, uh, there are conservative Trekkies, but they're like—I mm-hmm. mean, a very, very small part of mm-hmm. the Trek fan base. I think overall, if you gravitate towards Trekkies, you're probably going to be okay. Yeah. Generally speaking, yes, yeah, yeah. the The right wing Wiccas are usually um, it, it's it's very shocking because you're you know they they end up you know they'll say something really fucking racist or you know or something like that. But I mean, it's exactly like it was in in like when I was going to like an evangelical church. Mm. You know, somebody would just randomly be a super fucking racist or or you know, um just something like that would happen and you're like whoa what the fuck you know i mean it's 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 very much like that like religion groups are always a mixed bag you know um i I think evangelical groups in the south are pretty uniformly right wing (laughs) oh no right uh, oh absolutely absolutely no it's not a mixed bag in the south i mean like Oh no! I mean, somebody will blurt out something like, you know, really racist, and you're like, "Whoa, that's not cool!" And like half the people are like, "It's fine," and other the other half of the people are like, "Whoa, no, that's not okay," you know, mm. even if they are right wing, you know. Not really my experience at all. Like the um, oh yeah, um, this was this was this was Metro Atlanta, so okay, eh, half and half, you know. Gotcha. Um, the I think every single Bible college, like all the big, not like a seminary seminary, but like the mm-hmm, mm-hmm. the traditionally like like Bible colleges and stuff, mm-hmm. they all had laws about interracial dating and things like that. Oh like yeah, up until very recently. Oh, yeah. So my experience yeah. with like uh, evangelicals is they're uniformly racist and right wing and really mm-hmm, really shitty. Mm-hmm. They won't 
admit to being racist because they're like, what? God That's makes what everybody. Is. But That's... you better not. Uh, but everybody is not allowed to live in my neighborhood. No, that's what I'm talking okay, about. Okay, yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's what I'm talking about is is something like, uh, to give you the example I'm thinking of is is we were uh, playing basketball at some, you know, and this is when I was in like, you know, lower high school grades and somebody like, um, they were playing basketball and the one kid gets fouled by a black kid and, and the kid that got fouled like blurts it out. And oh. everybody was like, oh, no, 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 no. You do not say that. Oh, wow. Okay. You know, not because they weren't racist, but you don't say yeah. it. <laughs> you said the quiet you know part out loud. You said the quiet part out loud. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. That's what I'm more what I'm talking about then. But that's what I'm saying. In, in it happens in wicker groups, too. Weird. Somebody says the quiet part out loud and you're like, whoa, what the fuck kind of wait? <laughs> what? You know, same thing. I did, I've only really, okay, I'm trying to think. I did know a guy who was really into, quote, heathenry. <laughs> like he, this uh-huh. was his thing or whatever, and he was talking about that, and we were, I don't know, he was like a friend of a friend, and I don't, we got into this conversation or something about that, and I was like, okay, so you're like, um, that's your, like, I don't know, family history like that's what yeah and he was like no he was just a right he's just like a white person who just like got into this or something it's like oh okay mm-hmm. all right and then later on i remember when margaret thatcher died he was saying like oh uh go forth uh mighty bird or something like that you know oh, this geez. kind of shit and i was like <laughs> Margaret Thatcher? <laughs> What's the matter with you? What the fuck are you talking about? Oh, okay. And then I realized, okay. I was like, oh, that whole heathenry thing, that's going to be a very, very white group, isn't it? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I, I know a lot of people that are like, I'm a heathen. And I'm like, mm, what does that mean? Yeah. Really? You know, just, what, are you, what are you saying? We're just celebrating ye oldie whiteness. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> you know, Anglo-Saxon uh, culture. <laughs> like how David... <laughs> My dog yeah. is going nuts. Porthos yeah. is barking up a storm. <laughs> anyway, let's, let's get back to the show. It's like when, uh, okay, this is a musician thing, but like it's it, so the t- technical full name for a pick, like you know, what you strum a guitar mm-hmm, or a mm-hmm. bass or whatever with is plectrum. Absolutely what? no one says plectrum. Oh my so god, so when someone does, you're like, uh, 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 <laughs> you just kind of short circuit for a second yeah, there. Totally. I've switched to a new type of plectrum and I'm finding oh. it, you know, some like nerdy, it's like, yeah, what. Why would you not just say pick? It's like, why would you, when your whole life is in space, why would you yeah. say things like star date, date and yeah. star base? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. yeah. I don't, mm. Yeah. It, it, it seems like it would be clunky. Like, here is our computational machine. Right. It's the fucking computer. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The only. Do it now. Do it. Uh, so um, <laughs> it's for the, the bass players in the crowd. There's a famous uh, YouTuber. He's like a massive guy on YouTube named Davey uh-huh. Five Hundred Four. He's like, do it now. Do Slap it. like now. 
Is, is this Italian guy? <laughs> nice. I love it. I love that. Uh. <laughs> Give me money now. Um, let's see. Where's where 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 were? We?